There was a quiet commotion that day. Crowds gathered, elbow to elbow, no room to breathe. In addition to the heat of the day, the collective heat of people pushing their way from the shoreline of the Sea of Galilee back towards the center of town was stifling. The local synagogue leader, Jairus, was still dusting off his knees and shaking out his long robe after he had been pleading in the sand to Jesus, please come and heal my daughter who is gravely ill. You're listening to the In All Podcast. This episode tells the story of a misfit, messed up, or marginalized person in the Bible. Someone who found grace when they were expecting judgment. Someone whom Jesus surprised with welcome, love, or forgiveness. These stories are curated by Mercy Street, a church community in Houston, Texas, We believe God is in all places and working in all people to create a safe harbor of hope and restoration. Go to inallexperience.org to find your story in all stories and see how we all find God in all our stories. Jesus spoke no words but followed Jairus, and so did the crowds. They were pushing trying to see how Jesus would respond to the pleas from their pastor, their faith leader, Jairus. He had guided them through the prayers of their ancestors dozens of Sabbaths before. But here was the local expert, out of wisdom and out of resources, and begging and pleading with Jesus. In the midst of the commotion, no one even really noticed that a woman slipped right through the crowd to reach out and touch Jesus' robe. Here's how the events unfolded in Mark chapter 5, verses 24 through 34. Jesus went with Jairus, and all the people followed, crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. And she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. And immediately the bleeding stopped. She could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, Look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But Jesus kept on looking around to see who had done it. And the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of Jesus and told him what she had done. And Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. She pressed her way through the crowd, coming up behind Jesus and kneeling down to touch the hem of his garment. No one even paid attention. And how do we know that? Well, there's no mention of the crowd drawing back, separating just as Moses separated the waters of the Red Sea. There was no mob calling out after her, unclean, unclean. For 12 years, she suffered with an issue of blood, constant hemorrhaging. 
Maybe no one paid attention that day because she was disguised. Maybe she moved with such intensity through the crowd that no one paid any attention, but one thing was for sure. She was brave, courageous. She probably lived on the outskirts of town, and so when the crowds gathered forming around Jairus at the shoreline of the Sea of Galilee, she saw them gathering, she saw that it was Jesus, and so she gathered her courage. She was determined but exhausted. Exhausted of financial means seeking another expert. She'd spent everything she had seeing doctors. She had expended all confidence in the practice of medicine. Their treatments for her progressed from unhelpful to harmful. No doubt she had probably tried to go see Jairus at the synagogue, though she wouldn't have been allowed to enter because she was considered unclean. But even at the synagogue, she was turned away. So that day she was exhausted and perhaps worst of all, exhausted with any hope that life could ever be different, that her circumstances would ever change. But as soon as she touches Jesus' robe, she is healed. She feels the power from the hem of his robe go out of him and into her. And it's not just a trickle of power, but it's an ocean of power from Jesus to her. The same Greek word that is used when a demon was expelled from someone is what is used to describe the power that went into her body, a powerful force that all at once healed her. And Jesus sensed the power going out from him. He turns around and inquires to the crowd. And his disciples, they find this comical. I mean, it gives us a hint to the size of the crowd. They're like, dude, people are surrounding you everywhere. We're getting our toes stepped on. We're pressed on every side. What do you mean who touched you? Dozens had come in contact with Jesus, but none had experienced the flow of this type of power. As a side note, to come in contact with Jesus is not the same thing as coming to Jesus with all of your hope built on who he is and how he can restore you. You can hang around Jesus for a long time without ever being impacted by Jesus. So the woman steps forward, falls to her feet, assumes the same posture of Jairus just moments before. Yet she was on her knees in fear, afraid that Jesus would say to her what hundreds have said to her day after day if she got too close. Unclean, why have you defiled me? But instead, Jesus responds with compassion. He applauds her courage. Not just the courage it took to press through the crowds, but the courage that it took to press through the shame heaped upon her for 12 years. He says, your suffering is over. Your faith has restored you. Be healed of what has afflicted you and go in peace. Jesus heals her. And then perhaps more miraculously, he restores her to community. I've often asked myself, why does he call her out? Why does he make her reveal herself to the crowd as an introvert? That feels a little harsh or rude to me. I mean, come on, Jesus, just let her go and be healed. Keep this powerful moment in private. Nope, he makes her walk the center aisle. 
And truth be told, that's probably some of my reason for being uncomfortable with this passage. A part of my religious upbringing involves a tradition where the altar call and walking the center aisle were not only weekly rituals, but it was a sign of true faith, true repentance, real trust. I mean, really, if you're ashamed of Jesus, then Jesus will be ashamed of you. So don't wait. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Come to the altar. Confess your need for salvation. And I guess it always was uncomfortable to me because it felt too showy and too public. Part of my religious tradition is also those quiet moments of faith. Keep your faith to yourself. Keep it quiet. Don't go public. Well, all that changed one night when I was in seminary at a worship service. As the altar call came, two of my friends walked down front. And I saw the display of the radical grace of God in this public trusting in who the power of Jesus is. One woman who had been bent over for many years was healed. Another one of my friends, a woman who had given up her child, she had struggled with unforgiveness for years. And that night, as she walked down the center aisle, she found a new avenue of Jesus's forgiveness for herself and for her son. I don't know why Jesus calls this woman forward, but perhaps he does because he wants the crowd to be there to support her, to shun her no more. Maybe he's showing Jairus the limits of his leadership in the synagogue, reminding him that anything is possible with God. Maybe Jesus is telling the crowds, this woman is healed. She is an outcast no more, not that she ever truly was. Jesus is showing the crowds, restore her to community, invite her to your dinner parties, go with her to the marketplace. And next month, when her cycle begins again, remind her that this healing is true, is real. The bleeding will stop. Do not let her hide or isolate or doubt the work of God in her life. Remind her of this day and this miracle. So what dramatic moments of healing have you experienced in your faith journey? Maybe it's as dramatic as this woman's healing. Or maybe it's happened over a period of time, like when the pain of unforgiveness that has lingered for more than 12 years one day flies out the window and leaves as quickly as it had arrived. Maybe you've been someone who's lingered on the outside of a crowd and pressed towards Jesus, but never really stepped forward to see who he is for yourself. Maybe you're someone who's felt like an outsider because of an illness or a condition that leaves you weak or isolated. Maybe you can relate to Jairus. You've always been the go-to person and you've reached the limits of your expertise. And you see the power that Jesus has to step in and to restore and heal and comfort. This story captures the power of the person of Jesus and reminds us to be a crowd of encouragement to one another. That when we experience life-changing moments or when we experience the radical grace of God, to grab a hold of that and to celebrate it. And then when the sign of first trouble appears, we remind one another the miracle was true. Don't give up before the next miracle. Tonight, can we hear Jesus say to you and to me, 
Go in peace. Be restored. Thanks for listening. When we gather in homes or coffee shops to listen to the In All podcast, we've saved you a seat. Go to inallexperience.org to check out locations for the In All groups in Houston.